This is Santa's Day for 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, and we are in the midst of a power hour. 22 minutes left to make your donation and have it matched by James H. Brown. They will match up to $10,000 all through this hour. So get her done. Yeah, make your make your donation make an even bigger impact. So you can call 587-855-1821. Or, of course, if it's easier, you can just go to santasanonymous.ca. We'll take your donations any way that we can get them. We've heard uh, about some creative ways uh, that some of our listeners have uh, have gathered donations. Our last, our last guest collected over 200 donations via TikTok. We've talked to some volunteers, of course, some of the organizers that really make this thing run. But our next guest uh, is sharing a unique unique perspective as a past recipient of 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous. Uh, we've spoken with you before, Trevor, but we're so happy to have you back with us in person. It's so nice to have you sitting across from us and be here with us. So thank you for being here. I know it's early, just after 730 in the morning, uh, but we really wanted to talk to you again and get your story once again, because it was so impactful. Tell us a little bit about what life was like for you back in 1997. Hi, Chelsea. Daryl, thanks for having me on the show this morning and everything for this good cause here and all that. Um, as I think back, it was uh, my son was one years old in 1995 there, and we had just uh, moved to Edmonton. I had gotten in a... I was partying a little bit too much in Calgary, and I needed to get out of there with my young family of three... I guess it was three boys there, and... Uh, so I just made one decision. Let's move to Edmonton. And the economy wasn't very good then. I just got laid off from my government job and started working for myself in door-to-door sales. And they say if you can do door-to-door sales, you can do anything you know, in <laughs> business doubt. after that because you lose all your fear and all that and learn a lot of good business skills and all that. Anyways, I moved to Edmonton and did that selling long distance because of deregulation. And it was going good. But then you know, the market got saturated and then the sales were down and then what you know i didn't really want to go back to the government again a little sore about that layoffs back then when they did cleaned house in that area there and so it didn't we didn't have a lot of money but rent was cheap then you could get a new condo rent for like a 525 dollars back then they had rental incentives before the the military got transferred to, to edmonton so they had all these empty places everywhere and they say come rent with me you can have like a month or two free rent and this low, low rent and all that was affordable, but still the money wasn't coming in and we had some hard times there. And I had to humble myself and uh, go and apply for like social assistance. I was, you know, it's very humbling to do that, go in the office and you're looking around and you go, oh, I don't belong here. You're like, I was just working for the government a few years and having nice paychecks come in and look at me right now, you know, but you're desperate and you get behind in bills, you get behind in everything. The food hampers get short every, you know, you don't have money for gas. You don't have, so you just do it. You know, you, yeah. you do it for your children. You look at them and say, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And, and the worker there, she was so nice. Um, I saw her once and she goes, she just said, looked at my resume, she goes, don't worry, Trevor, you'll be on your feet again. And you, this is just a temporary thing. I don't know. There's something so encouraging about what she said that gave me a boost, like, wow, you know, that gave me some worthiness mm-hmm. pump. And then, yeah, I was working shortly after that and a few months after that, but just that one time there. And I don't really know how this anonymous thing came whether I applied or somebody applied for me I always thought somebody applied for me but anyways one day 
this it was like a saturday morning and i got a knock on the door and this i'll, I'll always remember the man he was like a a kind older man like mature kind of you know, like your grandpa kind mm-hmm. and he comes with a box to the door and and it has some toys in there. And I think back then they might have threw some food hamper or turkey stuff in there also back then. And and it was just a boost of, you know, those moral boosts that you need, you know, to, to like, keep you going, to get you keep going, you know, keep going, you know. And it was humble gifts and all that, yeah, but it, it was just the thought of the Christmas and all that stuff that, that lifted the spirit and all that. And, and I knew I was going to be okay then. And was, it, was it the one year? Yeah, just the one year. Yeah, because we we've heard so many stories about people, and it sounds like it's exactly the same as what you went through. That you you're doing fine, and then sometimes life comes up and it smacks you upside the head, right? And you don't see it coming, or even if you do, you have to get through it. There are so many people in the same. Do you have a message for them? You talk about humbling yourself, etc. But in in those cases. What advice do you have for somebody who might be in a situation? How you know? How did you feel? If they feel bad about it, should they? I don't. I wouldn't think so, right? You talk about humbling, but it's it's just it's such a beautiful thing to be able to help somebody out in a moment. Well, you, you basically do anything for your children, right? And you look at your children, and that's really the driving force. Like for yourself, you're like, oh, whatever, you know. Right. I, I just look at it like another day. But it's the miracle for the children, right? And, and say these children deserve the best you know and maybe they need to see what i saw you know maybe my children see the goodness of other people and that instills in their heart and then someday they'll be able to give that back you know and i always tell everybody you know we're just a few paychecks from being the homeless out there you know and i you talk to the homeless out there sometimes i talk to them and i say how did you get here and you find out they were working in fort mac and in those areas there and they got injured on the job and you know the the compensations run out and here they are homeless and all that and and from their own circumstances and all that and i just so you know you wake up in the morning you're warm bed you're not out there in the cold and all that stuff so you do what you can to give back to the community in whatever form it is before it gets to that level right Mm -hmm. I want to remind you again that it is a power hour this hour. 587-855-1821 is the phone number to call. James H. Brown got to match your donations up to $10,000. And, you know, to kind of speak further to Daryl's point, Trevor, I love speaking to you because, you know, I followed you on social media for a while. You're clearly someone that I would classify as successful and you're a hustler. I mean, you're out there. You've got a, a really a thriving photography business and you're there. You're working away at it. I mean, this isn't a story of someone who just decided that, ah, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mail it in. You came to Edmonton to try to find a better life for for you and your family and it wasn't it wasn't always easy and i do think that that's a situation that probably a lot of people are finding themselves in that maybe necessarily wouldn't have 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 thought of uh that they might be in this year what what impact did did receiving those christmas gifts have on you long term because it sounds like you've got some really great perspective and that you're someone who's certainly full of a lot of gratitude and presence of mind so what what did that do for you how did that kind of set you up long term was well, it gives you a lot of empathy you know like before i could have been drive i could be driving down the street and you see the homeless on the corner those people and i honestly if the human part of us if we're not educated we think oh well bad decisions that's their decision you know and and we don't see the full perspective of how they get there and and you just think well they think well why don't they try harder you know but then you be, and when you become an empathy and you've been in their shoes and you think it's circumstance and more things and all that stuff you, you just have an open more heart to help them you know and you know, you can go downtown and hand out water or watermelon to these homeless people and um just know it's gonna maybe 
spark something in them, give them a better day, and you're not gonna you're not gonna fix them, but you're gonna be part of the big picture to help them. You know, you're gonna be like remember that spark before that yeah. of that might help them someday, or just give them their dignity, give them their worthiness. It's uh, you're here first thing in the morning, chatting with us on Santa's Day for six thirty Chad Santa's Anonymous. Why has it been important to keep giving back afterward uh, in subsequent years uh, with this charity in particular? Well, on, honestly, I, the human part. When they asked me um, a couple of weeks ago if I want to do this, I honestly said, "Why would they want to hear me again?" You know, I was just I did on on like their global last year an interview, and they don't want to hear me. And like, <laughs> what, you know, like what's my message? You know, what, what what's so good about Trevor and all that stuff? And I really didn't want to do it and all that because of that reason. Because we hear that voice in your head, like, "What do I have to contribute? What do I have to contribute?" You know. But then I was thinking, well, maybe that's my gift. People give in different ways, you know, some people give financially, some people do this or that, you know, and I see all the volunteers around here on answering the phones and packing the toys out there later and all that stuff, and I just thought, well, maybe this is, like, God's um, thing for me, is this Trevor, I want you to go and be on the radio, so I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> well, Share we appreciate story. you deciding to come and be on with us, even if maybe you didn't really want to. We love hearing your story, we love getting your perspective, and it does make an impact. It, whatever your role is within 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous, whether you're answering phones or whether you're that delivery person that showed up at your door, Trevor, in 1997, that you still remember clearly to this day, it all does make such an impact. So thank you for being here and for sharing your story with us. We'll always have you back. We really appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.